Welcome to 360 Delivered, a show brought to you by the digital marketing team at Geneva Supply. I'm your host, Redbeard. Geneva Supply is your 360-degree solution to building a brand strategy and powerful supply chain for Amazon and other e-commerce platforms. Let's talk about growing your business online. So we are here to discuss the new implementation of the FFP SIOC uh, chargeback from Amazon. Yeah, going live on August 1st of this year. Um, should be seeing waived chargebacks beginning May 31st. So you're able to get an idea of what items specifically you'll be uh, getting those chargebacks on and also giving you an idea of what that is going to do and how that's going to affect your overall business. Yeah, so why don't we just talk about what their requirements are, and then maybe Luke can share that, and then I'll go into maybe some of the strategies that we're seeing brands take so that um, they can not have any disruption in their business. Yeah, sounds great. Um, so the chargeback will be... Um, the chargeback is going to affect items that are larger than 18 by 14 by 8. So the uh, longest side can't be longer than 18. The median can't be longer than 14 inches. And then the, uh, the height can't be larger than 8 inches. And then in terms of weight, we're looking at nothing larger than 20 pounds. So if your item meets one of that criteria, it is affected and will be part of this new program. Yes, and it is a fun. It's back. pretty. Yes, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty hefty. It's a dollar ninety nine per item, per unit, per sellable unit mm-hmm. that you ship into that Amazon FC for one P orders. Yep. So right now, if you are a one P vendor with Amazon, you are able to get a list of what those products are in Vendor Central. I believe it's under the dashboard. Um, And what we've found is sometimes those lists can be pretty outdated and inaccurate. So what you'll probably want to do is just go off your internal list of products and your internal box dimensions um, so that, you know, you can kind of get prepared and have a more accurate list. And what you also might need to do is actually create some cases in Amazon's system if you're seeing things that technically aren't or shouldn't be part of the new chargeback. Um, So I'd stay ahead of that right now. And if there's things you're seeing on that list that are actually smaller or, you know, less than 20 pounds, uh, definitely start working on getting those pulled off the chargeback list because... Mm -hmm. Uh, you wanna you don't want to have to deal with it after the fact. Well, and I think the other way too is you know even items that you know are larger than that than those dimensions and do weigh more True. than twenty and you may not be getting that charge back right out of the gate. It'll yeah. just be a matter of time before those get turned on. Yeah. True. That's a great point. Just because it's not on the list now doesn't mean it's not going to pop up later. So you're just better to kind of be honest with that information right out of the gate. Um. So I guess where what do we suggest and where are we going to go from here as far as, you know, the process and kind of what that looks like? I think 
if if it's if you're looking at the list and you're like, okay, I want to get this certified. So, what is actually involved? So, I mean, what you need to do to get it certified is you have to get that ISTA tested. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be sending samples of your product into a ISTA's testing lab, and from that point, if your if your corrugate doesn't stand up to the testing, really then go ahead and engineering a box corrugate um, that's going to be able to pass that pass that test, yeah. which is not easy. Right. I think uh, Amazon will give you a list of their um, the, a list of facilities if you're if you're not familiar with one or where to go. Um, something to keep in mind that we've heard and we've seen that. You know, you can get a quote on an ISCA test, and it's pretty hefty. Um, you know, I, I've hear I've heard heard quotes ranging from, you know, five hundred dollars a test to twelve hundred dollars a test. So that you're going to need to keep that in mind if um, if it's a product that you know maybe isn't a high velocity mover with Amazon, it's on the list you don't really care about, then you may not want to spend the money mm-hmm. and get that tested. Um, so definitely keep that in mind um, when you're looking at your list. So I would say when you look at the list of items, definitely look at your sales history with Amazon, how many units you've shipped to their FC to get an idea of what kind of chargeback you're looking at. And then from there, you can kind of make the best decision. Um, do you want to go ahead and go with the testing? Do you want to shut that item off with Amazon and mm-hmm. say, well, I'm not going to sell it anymore? You could always go the dropship route. Because this new um, chargeback doesn't affect anything dropship. So if you have a dropship account set up with Amazon and you want to still sell that product and you're capable to do dropshipping, then set that item up in a dropship code and shut it off with the direct um, or the fulfillment to Amazon method. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the other thing you can definitely do is when going the seller central route is mm-hmm. um, FBM or FBA. Yeah. Um, that'll also allow you to keep that keep that item live. Yeah. I think if there's any other any other situations that you want to consider, um, I think those are the routes that our brands are taking. Um, either they're going to eat it, or they're going to kill it, or they're going to test it, or they're going to drop ship it. So, um, but this this is happening fast, and I would say if you're going to go the testing route. Um, you probably need to start now because I bet every brand is scrambling right now to get everything tested before August 1st. So. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, this has been another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.